Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 263 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan, how are you? Hey, Sarah. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I am doing okay. We are recording this on Sunday, May 31st, and it was a bit of a a bit of a week in our country. So just acknowledging that we're we're showing up here today, kind of feeling the weight of a lot of things with us today. I believe you referred to it as a dumpster fire last night. Yeah, I believe I did use that phrase. And um, the last couple of days, I have just been doing a lot of reading and a lot of thinking about what's going on in our country with regard to racism and anti-racism. And um, today's topic is not about that. And we're going to move forward with the topic that we have prepared for you all. But I guess just to say that this is something we're thinking on and reading a lot about both of us personally. And I, I'd love to link in the show notes to um, some things that we've come across talking to our kids about what's going on, um, talking to our kids about racism, doing our own work and our own learning. So I have come across some some really good resources, and I'm sure you have too, Megan. So yeah. check the show notes um, for links on that and just, just know that it's something we're thinking about and processing um, as we hop on the mic today to record today's episode. Yeah. And I also want to add that I think it's important to know, and I think we hinted at this maybe in an Instagram post yesterday that nobody really knows how to do this just right. And two, three, four years ago, I don't even remember now how long it's been, but we did an episode that I believe we titled two white moms talk awkwardly about race. And that was literally what it was. And I have a feeling if I went back and listened to that now, even now I would see how some, my thinking has changed about how I have had my eyes open to things I wasn't even thinking about then. So I guess I just want to say, like, just acknowledge this is all a process and it's better to do something than nothing, um, even though we're going to stumble and not always say the right things. And so it's definitely on our minds. Um, I know for myself, I am someone who likes to think long and hard about saying the right thing or Mm -hmm. being helpful and not harmful before I jump in. And sometimes I think too long and too hard. Yeah. Um, but definitely more content around race has been on my mind and today didn't feel like the time to do it, but it's, it's definitely something that we are thinking hard about. Yeah. And if you are, you know, listening to this and feeling like we are just sad and, um, a little bit, you know, unsure of the first action to take this week, um, maybe some links in the show notes can just be you know, one place to start. I know I have books, a couple of books in my online shopping cart and just feel, just feel motivated to, you know, do my own work this summer. So, um, with that, we are going to turn to today's topic, which is really about what are some realistic intentions we can set for this upcoming summer, knowing that it's going to be very, very different than, than past summers. And maybe that then we thought summer 2020 was going to be. So, 
I mean, it's always one of the most popular things we do is talk about any kind of time management and schedule. People seem to love that. Um, But we're doing this at the very beginning of June. So this is not about tried and true. This is about Megan and Sarah sort of declaring our hopes and intentions, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, None of this is probably, this is really in the thinking or the pre-planning stage for me. I Mm -hmm. haven't put any of the stuff into effect yet. But I actually really appreciated that this is the topic we went with because it got me thinking about just a handful of really simple things that I can do to um, just add the needed intentions that we need around what the time of year we're going into, which is going to look very differently this year. Very different. Um, So I was going to ask you when your kids officially finish school for the year. (laughs) I don't really know, to be honest. (laughs) I love your so honesty. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like this has been the most anticlimactic. Yeah. Not even a crawl to the finish line. It's been like a melt. It's, it's like an ooze, right? Um, I do know this. I know that we only have one more class meeting with the teacher. Okay. And that's this week. I believe this week is the official end of the year, but because things are so weird, there's not going to be like any fanfare right. around it. I think the kids have like a couple fun activities they're supposed to be doing. Um, my older kids have until like June 5th to wrap up any work they haven't turned in if they want to get grades. They don't have yeah. to. They can not do it. But yeah. if they want grades, they have to do it. They have till June 5th, which makes me think that's probably like the last day. But that might just be the last day teachers can get grades in. Yeah, you might actually go till the following week. It's a mystery. But it's a mystery because who cares, right? I, all I know is by the by June fifth, my work here is done. Yeah, there's nothing left for me to do. Um, but I do think that there's probably. I don't think that's officially the end. I think it would have gone into next week, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I have a feeling you are probably more on top of it. Well, we are done. <laughs> We're recording this oh. on May thirty first, and my kids finished Friday, May 29th, so two days ago. Um, and you know there was a bit of. I guess, virtual fanfare. There were some cute things. Reed's class even recorded parts for the play they were going to do. And like Mm. somebody video edited it all together. There were a few cute like virtual meetups. Um, Violet's class did some cute things. So it did. It felt like a proper last week of school. If if we've gotten to the point where we've accepted this virtual spring as normal. Right. It did it did feel like there was a little bit of fanfare. Allegra was really motivated to finish up a couple of things and to get her final grades. So I, I think we had a, a tiny burst of, OK, let's wrap this thing up um, and then we will go in this week, uh, the first week of June, to drop off any technology that we'd borrowed and pick up stuff from the classrooms. And so yeah. I, actually, I think the day this drops, I will be doing that. And that will be weird to see to see our physical campus and to mm. go into a couple of my kids classrooms and, and get their stuff um, that yeah. will feel really weird and probably emotional, to be honest. It's just, it's, it's, it's sad that we didn't have that kind of, uh, a wrap up this year. So, yeah, I think there's been some talk about doing like a virtual field day, but I, that just sounds like a bummer to me. Um, (laughs) I I mean, even real field day was never that fun for me as a kid. And it's just a virtual one. Sounds awful. Um, and then we usually would have like a big picnic at the end of the school year in elementary. And there, there was the fifth graders would always play a softball game against the teachers. That's not going to happen. And Clara's done with fifth grade. And there's been, we've been getting emails about going back and getting stuff or like dropping off computers. But I don't, I don't even know because my kids had a day of warning. I don't know that there's anything there. Like, I don't know what they left, if anything. So I need to sort all that out this week. And I've been kind of avoiding it, to be honest. Yeah. 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 We had sign up time. So I just grabbed one and um, we have some library books to return. And I know, I know my first and fourth graders will have some artwork and stuff from the classroom that I will, you know, I'll want to save that. Right. I don't know that Allegra has anything. She travels pretty light. So, yeah. Um, well, I thought it might be interesting to talk a little bit about what feels different going into summer this year from a scheduling and like time management perspective. And I can, I can go first. I mean, the really big one is that normally this time of year, it's been so busy. We've been out of the house so much with, you know, wrapping up activities and, you know, school plays and open houses. And it's like everybody, you know, we used to joke about how busy May was. Um, so we finish up usually at the very end of May or very beginning of June. Reed's birthday is June 1st. And it's always that like first week of June where I'm like, oh, I'm so happy to have nothing on the schedule. 
and I don't put any structure to our days. I let the kids just, you know, unstructured play. We don't put anything on the calendar for a good week or week and a half. And then what usually happens is I emerge and I start thinking about, okay, what do I want our summer days structure to look like? But the problem, of course, is we have been at home. I believe it's more than 80 days at, at this point um, as of this recording. So we so already had summer. We break. had that. We had <laughs> yeah. unstructured time. We had sleeping in. We've had um, boredom, you know, and, and that all, all used to be something that I really kind of looked forward to because it's so different from the hustle bustle of May. So without that to without that change. There's no change because we have been doing that. Um, and so that's what feels biggest for me this year in terms of difference. Well, I would say the same. And, and the fact that we have our good weather really starts right now. This has been a really weird three months. I mean, and like, that's the understatement of 2020, yeah. right? <laughs> but it's kind of like you took something that re- represent that, that resembles normal life, like everyone or anybody who's working from home still has to work school in some capacity is still happening. Right. Right. But then you layer summer break over top of it where everyone's home and everything kind of falls apart. And like they go, we go a little feral. Um, and so it was like, we had the best and the worst of both worlds at once and layered on top. Yeah, Yeah. Layered on top. And then in Michigan, we had the additional, you know, crap of it being like the worst weather. So now it's just getting nice out. Usually this is when it would be great to like, lounge around on the beach or yeah. like lay in the backyard. But now we've been doing, like you said, we've been so relaxed for the last few months. I definitely don't want to um, continue down the feral path yeah, and just I get agree. more and more wild and like unkempt. But at the same time, I want to enjoy the summer. So it is an interesting and like there's a tension point, right? I agreed. I totally agree. Um, another thing I thought of is that we usually travel quite a bit in the summer um, and it tends to be bigger trips, like two, probably two bigger trips or maybe maybe even three if one is like a short drive or something. And so what that means is those are the kind of the rocks of the summer. And then the weeks that we're home, I don't schedule very much. We don't do a lot of camps. I don't over program my kids or I don't even like set big expectations. We don't do a lot of crazy like local stuff because it tends to get crowded here with tourists in the summer. And that is very different because without the travel, I am I am really looking at this summer as probably more structured than any other summer. Because usually if the summer's 10 weeks long and we have some intermittent trips, the in-between weeks, it's like, great, let's just chill out. Let's just see where right. the day takes us and let's catch up on laundry and work and let's sleep in. Um, but that that for 10 weeks straight, when we've had nine weeks of sort of already doing that feels very different to me. And it's like you lose the big rocks that would have been the thing you worked your summer out around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this. Like one of the things I've noticed in the past few months is that this new routine has really kind of allowed me to like create my best life in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm less distracted by outside activities. I have personally settled into a great sleeping routine. I'm getting up early without an alarm. Um, I'm going to bed at a decent time. Most of the time I'm exercising almost every day. I'm reading a fair amount. So it's like, I kind of put on my, uh, to use the overused cliche, like I put on my oxygen mask Mm -hmm. and figured out what I needed to do to make myself not fall apart. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's really lined up with what the kids are doing, partly because they've been, and we'll get into this more in the episode, but like everything changed for them in the way that they socialize, the way they do schoolwork. And so I just kind of let them do whatever. Like yeah. really, it was like, if you want to stay up late and sleep in whatever, if you want to have video games be the main way you uh, interact with people, that's fine. Cause what other options do you have? Um, so it's like, now I have to take all the good things about the routine I've developed and then figure out how to kind of like lay the kids over the top of it or bring them into it in a way that doesn't wreck it for me or make them grumpy. Cause I'm trying to like shove them or shoehorn them into my stuff. So that's going to be interesting, especially because I have teenagers. I am so glad that you made this point because I don't think I had gotten to the place where I could articulate the tension that I feel. But this is exactly it is the the my own self-care and self-preservation and even the way I keep my home and the way I cook and eat and exercise is it really has been in almost direct conflict with what I am starting to see that my children need. And I want to add one more thing to that. And I think you and I have talked about this maybe offline off the podcast. I'm losing track. But when 
when we were picturing something that was three weeks or four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks, um, yeah. there was a certain amount of leaning in and letting go of like, okay, extra video games, extra cookies, extra baking. Um, right. And when, when we are looking at this with a longer term lens, there's very different choices I would make had I known. And I didn't know, we didn't know. So we can't, we can't go back in time, but um, what our kids need is so different when we're starting to take a longer term lens, I think, in terms of the structure they need, the physical activity they need, the social interaction that they need. And so that's been a tension too. thinking like, well, of course, it's no big deal to make cookies every day for three weeks. Like, you know, we're very, yeah. we're very lucky to be even able to do that. Um, but then I'm starting to see the the needs that are emerging when you start to look at this as a six month, 12 month, 18 month thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, totally. And I also think um, it's important to remember that like the kids don't have the life experience or the tools to do it for themselves. Correct. Like I was able to pretty quickly look at what was happening around me and say, what can I do to make this less stressful on me, more productive for me? Um, and, and that's great. Like, I think we all need to do that. We all have to take care of ourselves so that we're not stress cases and trying to do too much. And like, that's really important and valuable to work out for ourselves. But now I'm looking at my kids going like, they don't know how to set up uh, their sleeping habits in a way that works for them on their own. They're not going to figure that out on yes. their own. Like they're not going to figure out how to use the internet tools at their disposal. Um, like in a way that's healthy for them. They're yeah. just not, they're not, yeah. they don't have the life experience. They don't know yet how to do that. And they've never had to do it for themselves. Like they've always had the, in the past, the most unstructured time that they've had has always still kind of centered around or been uh, fenced in by something external being imposed on them. Yeah. So now like, yeah, you're right. It's like time to just kind of say, what did I learn? What can I bring to family life and yeah. what needs to change? Yeah. I love that. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready to eat meals from our sponsor factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite Factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. <laughs> and I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. 
Okay, so Megan, why don't you kick us off with your first intention for how you manage your time this summer? Okay, well, um, I am planning to do a return to time blocking. So I talked about time blocking way back in maybe September, August, when we were talking about um, school year and kind of, you know, our schedules. I don't remember what episode it was, but that was when I was hardcore in it. And I massaged that time block. And just to let people know who maybe didn't hear that episode or aren't familiar, a time block is, isn't a calendar. It is more like a framework by which you create your calendar. So in my case, it was a Google sheet with all of, you know, hour by hour or half hour, you know, throughout the day and then each day laid out. And I would just say from nine until 10 every day, I'm doing X and like you fit exercise in, you fit phone calls, you fit all those things in. And then when you look at it, you realize what you're not making enough time for, what you're maybe giving too much time to, you realize how much time you really have. And then when you create your calendar, you can kind of refer to it and say, well, no, I'm not going to schedule that call then because that's not what that time of day is for. I found it super duper helpful. And then I completely just dropped it. Well, you were, I mean, just to vouch for you, you stuck with it for a long time. And I know you have said that you're someone who, you know, sometimes has trouble sticking to a program because you have your inner rebel, but you stuck to that for a long time. And as an outside observer, what I thought was really cool is you had time blocks for things like, you know, creative business projects, which was really cool because like, let's say you got a crazy business idea. Um, Number one, you wouldn't let it distract you from whatever you were doing that day, but you had a place to park it for later. Right. And number two, if you got to your creative business projects portion of the week and didn't have anything there, it was a good wake up call to be like, okay, well, I need to come up with some creative business projects. So it worked on both both on keeping you from getting distracted to, from the task at hand, but also making sure that you're devoting time to the things that matter. So I was really impressed with your time blocking. Well, thank you. And I also liked that I was able to use it kind of as an excuse to not schedule things. Like I could blame the time block. So I remember many times you would ask if we could do something at a certain time. I'd be like, no, my time block said not. I, <laughs> Sorry. I, I learned. I learned. I kind <laughs> of did. Got- you did. But like it helped me. It helped me put boundaries around my time. And then it helped everyone else in my life who was exposed to my boundaries over and over, um, kind of realized, oh, so she's not going to do that on that day or whatever. So the problem is, or the thing that (laughs) happened, not a problem is that we came to a time. And I know you and I both talked about this where any schedule, like just seemed irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Like why schedule anything when time and space and days no longer matter? Um, and that worked for like, I've really enjoyed how flexible we've been and, and how great we've been about like this. You want to record now? I don't know. Later. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> like you want to jump on a call? Okay. What else is going on? That's been great. Um, but at some point we are going to start moving back towards some thing that looks somewhat like normal. Right. Yeah. And we need to relearn how to have stuff on our calendar. I yeah. tell you what, the few <laughs> times I've had more than two things on my calendar in a day, I don't know what to do. Like I, look at it and I feel super overwhelmed because my, because suddenly this calendar, which has been irrelevant is now telling me what to do again. And I don't know how to handle that. It's been too much of a, you know, it's just been too much of a, like a huge clean break that I now need to kind of figure out how to manage my time again. And like I said, my routine emerged and I really like it. I actually think it does leave time for me to do all of the things that create a, rel- a well-rounded life. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not incorporate the kids into that well-rounded life. And I need to figure out how to do that again. It's like yeah. that family time piece, which used to be uh, a color. It was color coded purple yeah. on my time block. It was family time. Now it's like, well, all time is family yes. time. But you know how sometimes when all time is something, no time is something. Yes, That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be um, able to share like some kind of uh, blanked out visual of your time block? I'm I'm guessing a lot of people would love to just see an example, not that they would yeah. use your time block, but um, just just as a starting place. And I bet there's some good um, like online starting points for a time blocking calendar as well. So we can link to those. Um, I love that idea. Yeah, there's I stole mine from someone that I found online. I did build it myself in Google Sheets because. Uh-huh taking someone else's template and then recreating it for yourself, I often find is just like too much editing and might as well just start over. But right. um, I could look at mine and see if I can just take out all the, you know, specifics. And yeah. Just and just screenshot. Yeah. So just even visually people kind of understand what it looks yeah. like. So I love that. That's a great one. Um, 
Well, my first intention is it's both it's both vague and lofty at the same time. I want to have an answer to the question, what are we doing today? And that question comes from my children every day. I want to have an answer, even if the answer is, well, it's a boring home day. I've got work to do. Go amuse yourselves. That that is an answer. But I want that to be an answer that I know is coming um, because we have really gotten to this point where they are they're bored. And I yeah. um, I have always been I have been like the patron saint of thinking that boredom is good for kids and go figure 2020 gives us lots of opportunities to kind of uh, examine how far we're willing to take something. And right. <laughs> I've always thought that boredom is good for kids, that unstructured time is good for kids, that you let them struggle a little, let them bicker a little, let them like kind of figure it out. And then lo and behold, they will find something to do and they'll get creative. And I have been like, on that soapbox so often in the last 10 years of parenting, but Hey, this is a different year. (laughs) And what I am realizing is it's creating some unhealthy patterns in my kids. They're getting stuck. They are, they're kind of crawling off into a hole and rereading the same book over and over again. And I know you and I did that when we were growing up too, Megan, but there is, there's something that feels slightly unhealthy about it, to be honest at this point. Um, So I just, I haven't figured out exactly how, but that's, we're setting intentions. We're early in the summer. Um, I need to be able to look at a week and a day before my kids are awake, before they're downstairs and be able to tell them today's focus is this, or today's activity is this. And I'm not going to program every hour, but I am, I need to reclaim just like you were saying when you were saying that your balance feels really good, but the kids feels off. This is, I'm saying the same thing here. I need to be able to say, I'm so glad you asked today. We are doing this. And that's, that's my goal. I love it. And, and let me just, let's, let's us be clear yeah. that boredom and unstructured time is fantastic, but it's very unfair the way it's been <laughs> sort of thrust upon our kids. It's not truly, um, apples to apples from when we were kids, because when we were kids, we could go jump on our bikes yeah. and go visit a friend. And I remember actually, and I know, um, Violet's a little young to just have, you know, yeah. run of the neighborhood or whatever, but I remember being at Allegra and Reed's age and that was back in the day when parents didn't set up play dates. So if you were bored, you went and found a kid, any kid, like <laughs> it didn't matter. It could be like the mean kid down the street, but you, you may do, you figured it out. Yeah. Um, now we're expecting our kids to do that within the four walls of their house mm-hmm. without socializing with anybody with a lot fewer outings to put time or like yeah. to just give structure to their days. Cause we're not taking them out to do stuff the way we used to. So it's like, it's both that it's gone on too long and it's also that it's a very bizarre it's version. Limited. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very a, limited. Uh-huh. It's like, and I don't want my kids to feel like our home is a prison. Yeah. And you know, I want them to feel like it's something, it's a haven that we can escape yeah. <laughs> every now and then. And so I think that that's really smart. Yeah. I just think, um, I'll probably have to, I will have to share an, a follow-up on this one. Cause I, I don't know yet, but I'm, I'm just picturing kind of channeling my inner teacher using that kitchen whiteboard. Um, and I, I need to get back to a place where I'm one step ahead of my kids. And so that they're looking to me to set the expectation. And I feel like I've fallen away from that. Um, and right. so when they ask me, I'm like, I don't know. And I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. So there you go. Yeah. I think in, in my family, I def, and I'm going to dig into this a little bit later too, but I think that there's going to have to be like a family roundtable meeting mm-hmm. where they just really tell me like when I say things and I know, you know, this is not a thing in your house, your kids get up before you or, or yeah. very soon after you, mine would sleep all day if yeah. I let them. And so I'm going to need to say things like, what do we all think is a reasonable time for mom to walk around the house and wake you up? Because right now what ends up happening is I pop into everyone's room and I have to go in five times and yeah. it, beca- it makes me grumpy. And then maybe if they get to have some kind of like, stake in that. Yeah. Um, and like, what are the things we want to put on our to-do list? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like get like just hearing everyone talk about what is working and what's not would be really helpful right yeah. now. So. Uh, yeah. I love that idea. Um, okay. So my next one is to schedule some planned, like all day outings. And this is one of those things that I am choosing to look at the summer as an opportunity. Um, our days of doing things like jumping in the car and driving an hour and a half to a hike or a beach that's further away or just going for a drive or, or having a picnic, like that's stuff that I used to do when they were little. And it really kind of fell off, you know, to the wayside because our summers get eaten up by real travel. Mm-hmm. 
So there's no time for yeah. like doing it all day of tri- trip when you've had a week's vacation and, and then there's another one yeah. coming up. Yeah. And when work is really booming, which for me right now, I mean, um, our podcast is, is plugging along, but usually I'd be working on a lot of other outside projects that I'm just not right now. Mm-hmm. And the kids don't have any social lives and they don't, and that's going to start changing, but like, it's not going to be like what it was Yeah. and they don't have any commitments. So fi- I'm like kind of going, even when our social distancing rules start to relax, I just can't see our schedules being as full as they usually would be. So mm-hmm. this is like an opportunity for me to do something I've wanted to do, but I just never find the time to do. So this would be like literally packing up the cooler on a Tuesday morning or something and jumping in the car and going someplace, all of us. And then we just have to deal with each other. Yeah. I love that. As kids become teenagers, it becomes easier and easier to start leaving certain kids out of those outings because they don't want to be there. Yeah. Um, But sometimes it's fun to force them all to go. I think, yes. I, as a teenager who was often forced to go, I'm glad I was. Yeah. Um, I was going to say you and I both live in touristy areas too, which is going to be interesting because another reason, just like what you said, we tend to have our big trips, which means when we're home, I'm not very motivated to do day trips, Um, but also there's a lot of tourists usually. And that may also be different in our two communities this summer. I mean, I think there will still definitely be lots of people at both of our beaches, but we may see differences in travel and tourism, which may open up opportunities to do things more locally. Yeah, it's a great, I, I really don't know. Like there's always here been, especially during the week, there's always like the one beach that no one seems to have found out about yet. Like <laughs> the, the tourists don't know about yet. Um, but our beaches have had terrible erosion over the last couple of years, okay. like the, the, the popular ones. So it's kind of a toss up between, will they stop coming or will they still come and just find the beaches we don't want them to find? So uh-huh. that's one question. And if that does happen, I mean, I, don't, I have no desire to be on a crowded beach. Like that is not my thing ever. Um, I could see us moving into like going for trips into towns that we wouldn't have bothered to visit. Yeah. Just going to get ice cream or just yeah. going to like visit this little haunt or that little place. And, um, and that's actually really fun. I really like back road trips. Like uh-huh. I really love kind of seeing sides of the country you don't often see from the highway. And, um, I look at that as an opportunity. So looking forward to that. I'm, I love that. And I would like to bring a little bit of that to us as well. So thank you. Um, well, my next intention has to do with, um, getting back to reading. I was on such a good reading track for the first four months of the year, really through April. And that includes the first like six weeks of the pandemic, um, reading first thing in the morning before the kids are awake. And I just have completely fallen off. So mm. I want to return to reading, but I also want to reexamine early mornings in general. I alluded to this a few weeks ago when we talked about small comforts. Um, but Brian and I are just staying up a little later at night, maybe 45 minutes later, not hugely. Um, so I'm going to bed more like 10, between 10 and 1030 instead of between 930 and 10. Brian does still work out in our garage in the mornings now, but he's not on as tight a schedule. So there's many mornings where the alarm goes off and he used to kind of be my alarm. His alarm would go off and he wants to work out. And then he was sort of my alarm. Cause once, once he was moving around, I, I just found myself waking up. So all of that feels like it's shifted like 45 minutes to an hour later, which means I have almost no time before the two younger kids are awake. And so a couple of things I'm considering, well, and then to compound that we're just all such morning people, four out of five yeah. of us are that there's like a lot that feels like it happens. And then you get to like 930 and it feels like you've had a whole day. And even though I enjoy being a morning person, but when when we're in this pandemic where there's not very many things on our schedule, I I sometimes find that kind of depressing. Like it's like because it's like, oh, we already used up all of our stuff for the day. Yeah. And like it's still only 930. It's like (laughs) I remember that feeling as a new mom, like, oh, my gosh, this day is like it's not even halfway to lunch yet. So for all of those things coming together, the desire to to read again, and also the desire to like push the mornings out a little bit. Um, I'm thinking of just instituting a quiet hour from six to seven. Reed and Violet have always been allowed to wake up at six. Um, and I'm just thinking of pushing that to seven this summer. They're going to get some more freedoms this summer. They're going to get some more screen time. They're going to, and, and mom can giveth and mom can taketh away. So I am thinking of just saying, look, guys, you can come out of your rooms. You don't have to stay in your rooms because they're not little anymore. Um, and you can even get your own bowl of cereal. But um, we are not, this house is not open for business until seven instead of six. And I think that could make a huge difference across the board. Um, my ability to read 
And also just not having everything happen so soon in the mornings. So that's kind of what the idea I'm toying around with. They're both very mature enough to do that at this point. And then you gave me the idea to maybe move my quiet time back up to my room. So to get up, wash my face, go get my coffee, but then do all of my reading and my quiet time in my bedroom. And that way they can have run of the house. So that's something I've been noodling on. Um, But I think now is a good time to enact it. So hopefully that will result in a return to reading slash taking back my morning. I love this. And I can't wait to see how our schedules start creeping towards each other. (laughs) And, you know, for me, what it would look like would be kitchen is closed. House is closed at night. Not a house isn't open for business yet. But like there's a certain time of night. I don't care if you are 16 years old. You don't need to be like rambling around the kitchen (laughs) Um, opening and closing things and eating and messing it up like at midnight. That just, you you have, and I don't know what the time will be exactly, but the house does need to get shut down at some point. And I, I think just as, um, just from a, like a, uh, a feeling of being able to go to bed and feel like everyone's in and like settled is something that's hard to hold on to when your kids get older and then are uh, teetering on adulthood. I've got one adult kid who lives here. I've got one adult kid who kind of comes and goes as he likes, even though he doesn't live here. And that honestly can be very disruptive yeah. too, because they're adults and they're doing their own thing. But they also like the house still has rules that are attached to the house. Yep. And they, they, they apply to everybody. Yeah. 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 We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day, and it could seriously use a refresh. But you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately, the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes. Wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, so here's my next uh, intention. And that's just generally adding physical fitness um, to our family's priority list. I know we've talked about that, like how slovenly the kids are getting. I've been pretty active all along in the way that I am. I, I walk a lot. I hike. I do stuff like that. I do some yoga in my bedroom, but the kids really have only been active when I've kind of forced them to be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means I give them the dog's leash and tell them to go for a walk. Sometimes that means like I make them go for a walk with me, but it's, it's just, they're starting to get, I don't know, like muscular atrophy. I agree. Sure. Yeah. So I've got a few very specific things. Um, 
first of all, we, there's a pool in this house and the pool cover is covered in water and leaves. And William has been diligently bailing water off the pool cover for like, I don't know, three weeks and then it rains. And so it's like, we keep right. Like we keep making a little bit of progress, but it's like three steps forward, one big step back. And I think we're just going to have to say now that the weather is consistently nice um, for whole days, I think we're just going to have to say we're getting, you know, we're going to head out there by 10 a.m. one day and work on it and work on it, work on it until we can get the pool cover off. Because until we get the pool cover off, we can't deal with getting the pool, like the leaves out of the pool. I'm sure there are some in the pool. Then you got to top it off and you got to shock it to get all the crud out of it. And I have no idea how to do any of this. So it's been intimidating for me. Um, But once we have it going, I mean, I just see that being a major part of our summer activity. Yeah. So that's one thing. Uh, My brother, they're redoing their patio. So he's giving us his basketball, their basketball hoop, which I'm really excited about because Owen got a basketball in his Easter basket and has been obsessive. Remember how he was about bottle flipping and yo-yoing? He's been very similar about the basketball, but he doesn't have a hoop right now. So um, I, I'm looking forward to that. They have played four square. We have a nice big driveway. So Uh Like there's lots of things we can do. Um, and then we have a big garage. It's like a double-sided garage, but the family that owned the house had used it as a, like one half of the garage is like a playroom. It's uh-huh. almost like partitioned off. Yeah. With that, and our, so my brother, like that too. yeah. So my brother has been asking if he could install a weight bench there. Um, cause he doesn't really have a lot of room in his house, but then he would like lead all the teenagers through some kind of weight training program, which I think would be awesome. Would and be then our bikes, like, I feel like we're always very scattered about our bicycle situation. Um, like half of them are in good shape, but one needs a tune up and Mm -hmm. one has flat tires. And then, you know, I finally was just like, why don't I just buy a good air compressor for theirs? Like, I mean, it's one of those stupid things that I wouldn't have done because we could always walk it down to the bike shop, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. First of all, the bike shop's not open, Yeah, (laughs) but like I just bought an air pump. So now we can pump up the brake or the tires and I want to get them all in good shape the same time. So that combined with like these like long outings where we're just outside, bring a Frisbee or whatever, I'm hoping is going to get everyone moving because we're just going to have to shift the way we look at the time we're spending indoors versus outdoors. And then I'm going to have to take like action. I'm going to have to take control. Yeah. 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 I love all of that. We got a basketball hoop about a year ago, maybe, and it was free. Someone was getting rid of it. And it has been so much fun. And I was also going to say, I don't know if any of your teenagers have watched The Last Dance, which is the ESPN documentary. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't think we've watched it. It would be fun to watch as a family or maybe Owen would just like it. But it's it does make you want to get out there and shoot hoops. And shooting hoops is actually our daily like minimum for exercise. Um, and Violet's been riding her bike a lot and the, the others will shoot baskets. And so I agree. I I think the basketball hoop is a great idea. And I, I just agree with all of that. We're going to have to find some ways to get back into physical activity too. And I agree with you that my own physical activity has been actually fine. It's been about the same. It's, it's the families as a unit and the kids specifically. So Um, Well, my next intention is to make our summer one-on-one dates happen, even though this summer looks very different. So I've talked about this a few times on the podcast, but in the summer, each kid gets a one-on-one date with each of us. So that makes six, three kids times two parents. And then we always make sure to have, you know, at least one or two date nights ourselves. So it ends up being seven or eight weekends of the summer um, is somebody's special date. And it's a couple of two or three hours of some kind of an outing. And Um, There's no reason we can't continue that tradition this year. It's just we are going to be more limited in what we can do and we may have to be more creative, but it might look like takeout food and a picnic in a park somewhere or a hike. It might look like, um, you know, it might even look like staying in and doing a stay in date where we kind of sequester from the rest of the house and do a movie marathon and order our own food or do our nails or whatever. So um, I think I'm just... I'm motivated to, it's something my kids have always looked forward to, and it could easily be like, well, oh, well, there's another thing that can't happen this summer. Um, But I, I'm motivated to not have it be that way and to have them be just as excited and just as fun with the one-on-one dates. So it'll just take a little bit more planning and a little more creative. But I was thinking how, I think you alluded to this earlier, you can be in the house with the same four people for months 
and and you still kind of need that one-on-one connection. Um, I'm yeah. feeling it with each of my each of my kids. So looking forward to that and probably getting that kicked off pretty soon here. So, well, I love that, and that really ties into how I've been feeling about my next one, which is in my final um, intention for the day is that none of the things I just said above are going to happen unless I get the screen time under control, and that for me in this house means video games where none of us are big TV people. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll watch TV, but usually we do that like kind of as a passive thing that's easy to shut off. Video games are a very different kind of situation. And that's all just going to mean a conversation um, with the kids because it's just different. I've always been someone who is more interested in protecting the time. I don't want the kids to be on video games than policing the time they are. It's Mm -hmm. always worked for us. And when there's tons of other stuff happening, like school and activities and like when life makes sense, that's worked. Mm-hmm. Um, when life stopped making sense, <laughs> it stopped working because suddenly you've got all the boys home again. So the teen- the adults are home, the adult kids are home and they're not working. They're like around. So all the brothers want to hang out. Well, yeah. hanging out means they're going to play video games. Okay, that's great. They play them together. That's no big deal. Except also William's entire social life is video gaming. Mm-hmm. And that's where everyone's gone. They're all on games. And then Owen's social life, which has always looked different from Will's, has almost just become gaming. So yeah. for it's different for the two of them. For William, it's a way to go on and talk to the people he would have talked to in real life. Mm-hmm. For Owen, it's just a way to talk to anybody. <laughs> so, But I guess my point is that those schedules don't all match up. So it kind of feels like people are just gaming all Constantly. the time. Yeah. And what's kind of happened, we've talked about in the past where like, um, sometimes it can feel like you've got two different families going on. So mm-hmm. you've got like the younger kid, like we've talked about that with, yeah. with uh, age spacing and siblings and stuff. Well, I feel like that it's like Clara and I, uh-huh. and then the boys, we yeah. have become like separate factions inside the house because gamers Clara and I hang out <laughs> gamers and non-gamers. Yeah. Gamers and non-gamers. And she'll kind of try like half-heartedly to play a game, but it's not her thing. So she and I'll hang out, but it, sometimes she gets so sad because she'll be like, well, what if we put a movie on in the, in the living room? Do you think the boys would come in? Like, Aww. like she's looking for ways to lure them yeah. to want to talk to her and hang around with her. So I just, am going to have to get on top of it, but I think it's not going to work the way it used to. I don't think I can say again, like, Hey guys, you can't be on from four to six, or you can be on from seven to nine and then be done because all of these different scheduling things now are getting in the way. Mm-hmm. These specific time frames are overlapping. Um, specific friends are on specific times. Like there's just a need for, I think, for all of us to sit down and like map out a plan together mm-hmm. because this isn't the same as it was. And I can't just either let it go and trust it'll work out for the best or crack down and trust that it'll work out for yeah. the best. It's like I need some middle, some yeah. middle ground and a workable plan. Yeah. Well, I think that's another one that we'll, we will look forward to a, an update on because it's, it's like uncharted territory kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my final one is just sort of a a general mantra, um, and that is I want to expect more of my kids this summer and also let go more. So two Mm. sides of the same coin. And, you know, a lot of times I I go into summer with the same idea. So in in some ways, it's no different than any other summer. Um, With the expect more, I think summer is a really good time to you know, look at your life skills, look at the freedoms they have and the responsibilities that they're ready for. Um, but again, and this has now become the theme of this episode, it's not going to happen if I don't think ahead of what that might look like. Right. Um, one specific thing I'm thinking about is uh, some kind of structured way that the older two are responsible for, quote unquote, watching Violet, babysit, you, mm. you want to call it babysitting or playing with her. I, I'm still kind of struggling with this because I, it's sensitive. I don't want her to feel like she's got to be like she needs a handler, but the truth is she does. And it's not because it's, it's more because she's so social. She so needs social interaction and it cannot be me all the time. Um, and I, I've always steered away from like, Hey, can you play with your little sister? Like I just, there's something that I haven't wanted to do that because I want it to be natural. I want them to sometimes want to be together and I know it's normal for them not to want to be together. And I've wanted to kind of respect that as they build their relationships. But I also have to be honest with myself that there's some times in which a transactional relationship is worth it to me. And I don't mean paying them because I don't, I don't plan to pay initially, but I might tie it to some other privilege. Like 
you know, at this time on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you get to be in charge with Violet. I expect you to play with her. I expect you to make it fun for her and make her feel valued during that time. And that's part of your responsibility. And you also get these other freedoms and privileges this summer. So it's almost like upping the responsibilities, um, the life skills, the the things I expect of them and and all the things we've talked about today with regard to like sleep management and taking care of themselves and like, all you know, upping the ante there and then also finding ways if I can give them more, more freedom, you know, to, to, you know, enjoy being a slightly older year. So I feel like summer is yeah. always a good time for that, but I am specifically looking for ways that I can both expect more and then also step back a little bit, if that makes sense. Well, and you know, siblings are rarely going to voluntarily want to hang out with their needy younger sibling. Like, right. you know what I mean? It's it, they might accidentally fall into it and you'll find them hanging out together and it's working and you're like, wow. But I just don't think the more kind of, I don't know, into themselves they get in that kind of tween period. It, it is the more that you have to instill that it's a responsibility as someone who's in a family yeah, um, to do that sometimes. And so I think that that makes a lot of sense. Like it transactional, is one way to put it. Um, but another, it could be just like, this is kind of your family duty and you know, like she's little and she has needs and it's all of our job to kind of, um, build those needs. Yep. Um, well, I'm really happy that we did this. I'm feeling more, uh, positive about this summer, but also like I have some work to do to like, (laughs) but I'm also really glad that I just have four some, not simple, but like totally doable things. There's nothing on this list that I can't do if I just make a point of doing it. So yeah, it's been really fun. Well, uh, thanks for listening everyone. And we would love to hear your summer intentions. You can leave us a comment on Instagram or in our Facebook group, or you can email us at hello at the We love getting your emails. Yes, we do. And also if one of your summer intentions is to take good care of yourself and your skin, don't forget to visit themomhour.com slash skincare and order that $99 starter bundle from our sponsor, Dermatology. We both love it and we really think that you will too. Yeah, again, that's themomhour.com slash skincare for a great deal with Dermatology. And we'll be back with you soon with another all new episode. Talk to you then. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits in self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hey everyone, Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening and left the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole. And then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much.